Here's a situation. You have an empty pool. You can fill it with water and then from that day forward, you'll have a regular pool. Or the first time you can fill it, you can fill it with something other than water and then never refill it ever again. Okay. Uh, I'm Rush Howell. And I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations in which TJ and I give each other scenarios we've never heard uh, before and probably will never hear about again afterwards. Uh, And this week's theme is tidal pool. Yes. So T-I-T-L-E, pool, just regular. There we go, yeah. (laughs) But you can take the concept pool in a couple different in a couple oh, different sure. ways. So. In fact, I couldn't I couldn't put it together, but I wanted to do a, a situation where we took a bunch of uh, words that are that even spelled the same and pronounced the same mean multiple different things. Yeah, and then rank the best. <laughs> so, like, is the game of pool or a swimming pool gotcha. better or a betting pool or whatever? Oh but, yeah, you know, pool, so, of, I, pool of people, which I might have one. I that, suspect uh, some yeah. of those. Uh, will come up, but I am uh, going to start you off with uh, one that came out of um, like a gambling pool okay, as a concept. Okay. So, TJ, here's the situation. Mm. An eccentric billionaire <laughs> is back. <laughs> now, this eccentric billionaire knows that you like gambling. Okay. And he knows- He's done his that, research, yeah. has he? Okay. He also knows that you hate seeing animals get hurt. Oh, no. So he's got one for you, a no. new way to torture you. No. He is going to make you set the odds on a Battle of the Animals tournament. No. These are going to be animals that fight to the death. Going to be a 64 animal draw. What? Uh, it gets put into like kind of a neutral biome where there's like a lake in the middle and there's some hills and there's some uh, grass. This guy's land. hunger gaming with animals. Yes, he's hunger gaming with animals. This is exactly what he's doing. But he this knows is the worst guy I've met since Thrush Bowel. <laughs> and well, he let's hope these come out in order. Uh, and. <laughs> Anyway, he he, but he knows that you like gambling enough that you're still going to be interested in laying out who should be the top eight seeds. Oh, I'm betting. What are yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are these? Who who do you? You're setting the top eight seeds, so it's pretty much any animal you want. No humans. Okay. Okay, but any animal you want, I want you to come up with the top eight seeds, and I want them ultimately in order. But we can start. You know, you can. You're free to adjust. Okay. He's not going to make you just right on the spot nail. And I know you said there's like there's a there's water will. Um, just a, one question: Will these battles be kind of like on land, on water, or will it be randomly assigned? Or should we just like say any animal can fight? Kind of how it would if I don't want to pick. Yep. First, I don't want to pick a great white if it's going to be primarily land. It's battles. it's going to be primary primarily land, but there is water. There's a shallow lake in the center, so that animals like crocodiles polar bears, others that may be able to take advantage of using the water okay. uh, have that option. And also, they're going to do it kind of like Fortnite or uh, whatever style for those that haven't played Fortnite, but in all these Battle Royale games that are video games, they they bring the walls in over time so that the animals, if they're reluctant to fight early on, ultimately have to uh, to fight one another. Okay. So it'll shrink up, but... You know, you can start in kind of your own different biomes and and hunt after uh, one another. But um, also, probably the way it'll work is they'll drop about ten animals in, or 
uh, let's say eight animals in at a time with one of them seated. And then uh, they'll have eight battles. And then whichever animal comes out unscathed uh, against se- seven others will then make the final round. Okay. And the, but you're, you're trying to make the final round as good as possible for this eccentric billionaire. So you've got to, uh, you gotta, you gotta try to seed the top animal in each of the eight way brackets. Okay. Here's I'm gonna try and get as close as I can to, to the actual seating as I describe okay. it to you. I, I I took I took some quick notes. Uh number one, with a bullet, the polar bear. Okay. The largest of the North American carnivores. Only only um only matched with who uh, some other reports have said is the largest of the North American carnivores, the grizzly bear. Okay. Really? Yeah. There's some reports that say they're grizzlies that can get as big as polar yep. bears? Yeah. Grizzly slash Kodiak, I think. I mm. think they're the same. But if not, then they were saying that a brown bear, I believe either Kodiak or grizzly, can also get to be uh, close to eight foot eight foot tall. Wow. So so what is it about the polar bear that's got you seeding over the, uh, the, the we're going to call the grizzly bear? Because more reports than I, than more reports uh, I have, have the polar bear as the largest of the, this is the North American yeah. carnivores. Yeah. It's also going to handle the elements better. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, Skin's got to be tougher, right? Yeah. And I think it's pretty, it's pretty durable. It can swim. It oh, can, sure. you know, like there's, there's. There's different there's different environments where I think it'll do better than some other larger hunters. Right. Polar bear is kind of the closest strong. thing to insanely like a video strong. game like monster. You yeah. Know? Like I get, I get what is it? His Dark Materials that does the the polar bear fight, fighting I army. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Although they kind of I never found those polar bears to be like that scary in the in that setup. Whereas I think uh, in in real life, I mean that's about the last thing you ever want to see anywhere near you. Did they have people bear. riding on them? I think they could. Yeah, that, they, had them, they had They were armored. Yeah. Why I, don't put the armor on the? Bear. Also, they're they're so badass. Don't let nobody get on your yeah. back, man. Now I I'm gonna tell you I'm not sure they had people ride them. I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and then I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put so then the then the grizzly you is, get the grizzly is too. We're 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 gonna say like yeah. you're not gonna Kodiak three and brown I'm not, bear four. I, that was it we're for bears. Two bears I, yeah. yeah. Otherwise I wasn't loaded up. I was gonna yeah. load it up with, with it would be bears. unbearable otherwise. <laughs> Very nice. Um, three your three seed is the tiger. Okay. Yeah. If you had gone any lower than three, I was walking out. Yeah. But okay. Um, and then we're yeah we, we had debates all through college really? about who would win a yeah. fight between a tiger and a polar bear. I think I will. I hate to say it because I was always on the side of the tiger because he's so much more agile, right? I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. what a what an unbelievable specimen to be mm-hmm. that big and yet that agile. But I just think it's it, the pound for pound. Yep, it's just going to be you know the tiger would be the champ, and or maybe not, maybe even some smaller would be. But he's just too badly outweighed by the polar bear. I'm okay with your your three seed on the tiger, four seed lion. Okay, four seed lion. Um, and then I, I, I have one other large cat on here, but I'm going to postpone. I'm going to put the five seed as the crocodile. Okay. Um, surprisingly fast on land. Yeah. Very fast. If we can get, if, if it's a battle that takes place near water, then, you, you know, obviously, obviously like Definitely a has advantage. Great, great advantage, incredibly strong. If, if animals can zigzag though. Yep. Trouble that's true. for the crocodile. That's true. He's going to go straight line, but. And the crocodile just it, it definitely over the alligator. The crocodile is yeah. larger, yep. more ferocious. Yep. Bite. I think bite force. I think the strongest bite force in the entire animal kingdom. 
I yeah, but isn't it like it's got like can't open its mouth seven hundred thousand pounds of force down and like yep. three up. three pounds if it tries to open it up right like but, a feather could be laid upon its nose yeah if a tiger would... figures out he all he has to do is put a pillow on his nose you know then yeah he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have him yeah he's gonna uh, the tiger's him. gonna get him anyway if he's not in a death if he's not in a death roll heading down into that pond Whew, don't want to be there I'm gonna uh, at six uh, and I'm resting on the fact that this guy's bite is a little bit. Is a little bit poisonous. Is okay. you can you can it can be um, very painful and diseasey. I'm bringing in the Komodo dragon at oh, six. Oh, Komodo dragon. Yes. All right. So we have pairs so far. We go bears, big cats, and then like and then you're kind of reptilian. Reptil- yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring back in the large the large cat. You're gonna have a black panther okay. to deal with at seven. And then the last, and here's my wild card. This is the gyro meat of the okay. of this animal round. The harpy eagle. No, what? Yes. Come on, the harpy. You ever eagle. seen a harpy eagle? I mean, no. Yeah, it has uh, it has talons the size of full pie plates. It uh, it is it is a monstrous. Let's see if I can find a picture of this while you're while you're saying what a bad idea it is. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a picture. of I this. mean, there's some glaring omissions. Oh sure, fine, great. From your hit me with them. Uh, hippopotamus. No, I mean of course, like no. hippopotamus, the most dangerous animal to uh, uh, to man, most to aggressive man. to man. Uh, yep. Also, most dangerous to elephants. It like stomp. It like stomping out fires. It loves taking elephants down, uh, as do rhinos. So uh, I think you got to have the hippo in no, there. No, I'm not. By the way, who's he winning? He was considered. I didn't have him. There's no way that a hippo is losing to the croc in the water. I mean, surely there's some videos on that. Death of a thousand cuts, buddy. I mean, my croc's going to open them up and bleed them out. Mm. Bleed them I, out. I think he's going to be wearing those crocs. Uh, no. So I, I got a hippo probably where you had, what, the croc at the five seed, I think you had? Croc comes in in the five seed, yep. yeah. I probably got hippo five... Uh, maybe four, actually. I think I got him ahead of the lion, behind the tiger. Uh, Rhino's probably making it there somewhere for me. See, yeah, I thought about it, too. Don't want him. Um, Don't see him as savage. Oh, those things. They'll get after you. Mm. And then, I'd go water buffalo before I went See, I, went I was there. thinking about the water buffalo. Yeah. And then what about, like, a silverback gorilla? That's that's a pretty good call. That's a, that is a glaring that is a glaring. Uh, I got it. I feel like the, that's incredibly strong animal. I mean, very. You know, and he's gonna be he's gonna be one of the smartest. Uh, in there. Um, I wanted an air attack. The bird is interesting. Just, I mean, I'm never putting this bird. I mean, I guess I'll see, but I don't think I'm gonna have a bird in my in my seated category. But it it is kind of interesting because, you, you know, how you get in that bird, it's gonna be it's gonna be like, I don't know. You may have to change the rules, or you may have to say you can't have birds. I mean, it's going to be hard for the bird to win. It's going to be hard for the bird to lose, you know? Here's a sense of the size of a harpy eagle. He's competing on a different axis. I mean, that harpy eagle is just standing next to a man there. And and kind of his size. This is a strange-looking bird. Oh, man. it's a weird bird, dude. And if and if they if I could find another picture of its talons, when it opens it up, they really are the size of of pie plates. It's a savage, uh, a savage air attack. It looks attack. like a like an owl with like bobtail or lynx ears. Yeah, it's like an owl. Yeah, like an owl and a bobcat yeah. had sex, and that makes a harpy. Eagle. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, buddy. 
They are, yeah, they're badass. I couldn't. I wanted an air attack, and I couldn't go. I didn't think bald. I didn't think bald eagle falcon. Any of those could op- really open you up. But that bugger, yeah. I think, could could really. What do you think about the up. elephant? Elephants just. I'm not. I mean, he's the largest. Yeah, I, I, I think I don't want him there. I don't want. I'm, I'm gonna try and put a field of sixty four together without having an elephant. Oh in no, it. You, you can't. Mm-hmm. This eccentric billionaire. No. He picked the sixty four animals. You just got to see them. They so they, you can see they'll it stampede, like, but they they are so sweet and just nice animals. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want them in there, man. I don't want them in there. Yeah, it's a. I mean, you ever see a giraffe be, fight? Uh, yeah, I think so. Rough stuff. I've only really seen a giraffe fight. Other giraffes, like when yeah, they wrap their right. necks around each other and then they do the just whacking each other yeah. with the side of their you head. You know who likes to mix it up? Kangaroo likes to get in there and mix it up uh, a little bit. Surprise me. They look they like, lean back. Lean back, sit on their tail, punch and kick all at the same time. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of modern boxing is based around the the (laughs) Sylvester versus the the baby kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. What was that? He, he always oh, he thought it was he thought it was a mouse. Yeah, I thought it was and a big it was mouse. Just a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. and, and his kid just roughed his, him up. I think his kid was in that episode and was like, yeah. "Oh, the embarrassment, father." Yeah, I. That's a bottom five character for me all time. Like, Sylvester's kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was his name? I don't remember. Just hated him. Yeah. Scrappy Doo. He was Sylvester's kid. He was ashamed of his dad nonstop. That's yeah. It. I don't know what it was about, like, basically any kind of, like, little kid animal. They just, I found them all how so about, off-putting. How about the super smart, super smart egg-headed kid in Foghorn Leghorn? No, don't like him. You don't like him? He was at least funny. Egbert, I think. He was, was funny. That. I mean, uh, what, Foghorn no, no, Leghorn. No, no. Is, Wait a minute, Del boy. Don't look a, in there. I might just great be character. in there. <laughs> he's a great character. And, yeah, and, and the the other one's always correct, of course. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, that's good stuff. But uh, all right, and, and Foghorn Leghorn had the uh, this is a ridiculous jag, but uh, quite often he was he was the dumb dumb. Yeah, and then but then when you put him with the dog, he got he got <laughs> to be over on the dog. Yeah, dog's even so he got to play both sides of it sometimes. Yeah, you know that's uh, yeah they knew they knew how to play with status <laughs> back there. Uh, and what what are the odds you're given uh, for the polar bear, your favorite to win oh, the whole thing? The, the, the favorite in the field is four to one. Four to one. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'll. I'd like a hundred bucks on the polar bear. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think he's about. I mean, it's it's probably gonna come down to him versus Grizz. I think, I think right? it's like or two to him one versus Tiger. Yeah, but it could be like who got clawed up in the first yeah. in the first round, you know. But him versus Grizz. I mean, if you stand him, you side to side. I don't think you know. Like, I might take that polar bear. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm confident in that. All right. Let's see. Let's see how this one works, Rush. Uh, I don't know if this will be interesting or not. So let, let's take a flyer on this. Here's the situation: You find yourself in a neutral room. You're not sure how you got here, but you feel neither worried nor overly at ease. You are seated at a table, and the um, and the person across the table provides you with certain information. After each piece of info, I'd like your immediate gut reaction as to whether you think you would be selected or not. Okay. Okay. Yes. So as close as you can get to a neutral setting, you don't feel threatened or, or you know, or whatever. Um, she, uh, the lady across the table from you uh, says first, hello, Rush. You've been placed in a pool of candidates. We are going to select a certain number of you at random. Okay. Do you have a gut feeling you will be selected or not selected? I have a gut feeling that I will be uh, not selected. Not selected. Okay. Um, She says instead of what she said that that time, she says, Rush, uh, we are going to select a certain number of you based on an interview. 
Do you now have the gut feeling you will be selected or not selected? Gut feeling uh, remains not selected. Not selected. Okay. Um, She now says instead, Rush, 50% of you will be chosen at random to participate in this. Got it. Is your gut feeling yes or no? Uh, I will be selected. You will now be selected. Great. She says instead of that, 50% of you will be chosen based on some qualifying factors. Do you have the gut feeling you will be selected or not? Gut feeling is I will be selected. Now it's okay. Yes. Um, she says instead of any of those, Rush, you've been placed in a pool from which we will choose people. Um, and for those chosen, the results will be painful. Do you now have the gut feeling you will be chosen or not chosen? Uh, I'm back to not. Not. Okay. She instead says the results will be quite positive. Uh, yes or no? Strong no. No. Okay. Stronger than, than the previous one. Correct. Okay. Um, she says, instead, Rush, um, you were chosen a long time ago and have been participating in the study for some time now. Ooh, okay. Do you think you were in the- You're a wizard. <laughs> do you think you were in the control group, or do you think that you have been in the group with the variable? I think I've been in the control group is my gut gut response. Great. And the last question is now just from me. Um, Rush, for those those questions, what concepts or factors were at play in your choices as to whether you thought you would be chosen or not? And I know that you believe in luck, but you also believe in a certain amount of mathematics and analytics. And I can remind you of any of the situations and what it is that you said uh, if you you want. I may ask, but I think I remember them pretty well. Okay. Okay, so first of all, the overriding reason that I, I, my gut was always to be no, all things being equal, was I feel like when you're getting brought in for kind of almost anything, they're usually not taking that many of the people. Okay. So jury duty came to mind right away. And jury duty, they send away the vast, vast majority of folks. So gotcha. there's multiple cuts along the way. And and if you miss out at any one of them, you're out. Um, similarly, focus groups, other stuff. Uh, the reason I was so negative on the it'll be super pleasurable was the, the thing about, oh, okay, well, this now just feels like they are they're really looking for something specific and they're going to give some nice award uh, reward away not award, but reward away at the end feels a little like scammy and everything else. So surely they're not going to give that to many of the people. Okay. Okay. So would um, they be more likely to, to give many people a painful, uh, a painful result? Yeah. Or 50, 50. Okay. I, I, I still said, I didn't think I would get picked, but I could see it being like 50, 50 in a classic, like, uh, you have the old Bill Murray and Ghostbusters, uh, test or something like that. But, uh, where they're shocking you or something, but, <laughs> uh, but I, I thought that, uh, it was just my natural inc- inclination that in any of these situations, it would be less. So then when you said 50, 50, why would I, and my, the reason my gut is that yes, is like, we're all the hero in our own narrative. We all think that, um, even though of course I would be equally likely, uh, to, to get picked or not picked if it's truly random. I think that, uh, the way I just always operate is I kind of, uh, assume that things will, you know, uh, progress as though I am actually a character in the story of my life uh-huh. 
And of course, it would be less interesting if that character wasn't selected to do this thing. So, but let's say you being the hero of your own story and life being more interesting, you were not selected for any of the any of the other any of the other ones. You know, as far as being a character in your story, as far as being yeah. like selected for the one that was really positive or or whatever. So, well, um, that doesn't her- outweigh the the rational logical okay. view that <laughs> most of these things, in my opinion, if you're getting herded into some sort of cattle call type thing. Again, I, I had the sense I didn't volunteer for this because at any point it, it didn't sound like I, that I it just didn't feel yeah, like I had. I, do, I wanted to set the scenarios to, to be kind of that you just sort of arrived there, but also right. if I said that, then that would feel like odd. I didn't want you off put at all or other factors, other factors, um, you know, playing into whether you thought you'd be right. chosen or not, other than just the words that were being spoken yeah. to you, and whether whether you're left with a feeling that you will be you will be taken or not. But yeah, that so that those were the. And what was the the last one? The last one was that you've already been in this study for quite some right. time, and whether you felt like you were in the control group or whether you yeah. were in the group with with the variable in it, and that was good. But I thought that um, I, I struggled in a very, very quick sizing up of the last several years, Mm -hmm. I struggled to come up with what the uh, odd thing was going to be that I had been being tested for. Uh So it just felt more like I would, I would be more likely to fall into control. And I was trying to think like, that's why like I was unspecific as to the time that if it was like for quite some time that if you thought it was even like, Oh, going into improvisation in the first place. And then like, do you, do you stay or do you find like something that's definitely a more like bankable skill? Like, you know, like the law at some point or, or what have you. So yeah, I didn't know when I didn't want to say like starting in high school. Cause then you, you know, I didn't want to, place it at any particular the time, longer you would have gone the more likely i'd say i was in the control in group the control group yeah because okay. i wouldn't think it, it, even though one time we talked about getting truman showed yeah uh, i wouldn't <laughs> think that i've been subject to some sort of the longer it would have been the more difficult it would be for me to believe gotcha that, although I, I was most intrigued i enjoyed the whole scenario but i was most intrigued listening to that one because you know you do want to there is that thing in the back of your head the harry potter uh uh, fantasy right which is ah uh, all of my life I, uh, has actually been <laughs> moving towards some sort of thing that's more magical and fantastical than uh what it feels like on a right. day-to-day basis uh all right tj here's the situation yeah you are brought on uh by uh, a- a- another espn panel oh, okay and this time uh what they want to do is they want to talk about titles mm. and they're looking at titles from all sorts of different ways and they want you to come in and talk about the following question they want you to rank these sports okay. by in which sport does the actual best team, whatever that means to you, oh, the okay. truly best team, in which of these sports does the actual best team win the title most often? And I want you to rank them from uh, the top to the bottom. Okay. The bottom being where the actual best team least often wins the title for that sport. Okay. Okay, so it's just it's just going to be six sports. All right. Uh the NBA. Yep. College basketball. Major League Baseball. College football. The NFL and the NHL. All so the right. four major American pro sports plus college football and college basketball. College okay. College the four. Let's see. All right. Um hold on. Let me one second. I know my top. I believe I know my top and bottom. 
Okay. Um, and so the four major sports, what am I missing here? I'm missing there's NBA, baseball, hockey, oh, NFL. Damn. All right, this is tough, Rush. Okay. Um, but I, I am in general, maybe I'll suss this out as we talk. Okay. My first impulse, and I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm trying to think of the amount of times there have been upsets in, in, in this as far as championships go. And I think the longer it's, it's not going to be football for me. Um, because with seven game playoffs sure. and seven game series, it feels like the numbers are going to even out so that the, so that the best team, the best yeah. team wins. So in something like a single elimination tournament, like the NCAA or, or football where it's one and, you know, one and you're out, right. those are going to move closer to the bottom. So I, I think the NBA is the, is at the top of the list as far as most often the best team, the best right. team wins. I, I think that's unquestionably correct that NBA is number one. Yeah. Um, Although in the I though I don't have baseball, which has a you know a, a fairly long playoff process, all, yeah. all that high on this. The next one I'm gonna well, of course, and that's because baseball playoffs are basically coin flips because you're talking about a sport where the best teams win 61, 63 percent of the time. Yeah, an incredible year is to win 63 percent. So to say that a t- two teams play, one team wins 63 percent of their games, and one wins 58, that you're gonna have uh, that suss out perfectly over a seven game series. No, I agree with you. Now, the one thing that does make baseball a little more likely to be a little higher on the list is less teams make the playoffs. Yeah. So you only get 10, so you have less, you know, random teams that might be able to blow it up. But yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, so next, I, I think it's going to go NBA for me. I'm going to put hockey hockey next. Okay. Um, there's there's a high variance in that as far as getting your hands on a on a hot on a hot goaltender. Right. Can really make can really make a difference, but it's another very long drawn out play out play out process. Yes. Um. And so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put hockey I'm gonna put hockey there. Um. Then third most often. Uh. Let me just let me drop down to the bottom real quick. Okay. I'm gonna put um. I'm gonna put. Man, is it so hard to tell? I'm gonna put baseball at the very bottom. Okay. All right. Um, just above that, I'm going to put NCAA. Uh basketball or football? I'm um, sorry, basketball. Okay, sure. Um, and then just above um just below now, going back up to the top, just below hockey, I'm gonna put NCAA football. Okay. And then my last slot in that in that so you got NFL fourth. NFL fourth, yes. So you go NBA, followed by NHL. NHL, followed by college football, followed by NFL, followed by NCAA, NCAA basketball, and, and baseball at baseball at the bottom. Okay, interesting. Um, so it, especially interesting, you know, the sport doesn't seem to totally matter as much as the format. Of the playoff, which yeah. I think is probably correct. So you've got because you have the two basketballs first and fifth. Yeah, I would have them first and sixth. Okay, so I I agree with you, um, and I also think that basketball is a sport where the best team wins certainly more often than than in baseball. However, I mean a one game playoff, right? So, yeah. And uh, and not only, but the you know NCAA, of course, you've got six consecutive one game series, and and probably the last four, you're you got a chance to lose. Yeah. So 
on any given year, I think it's um, highly unlikely that the best team in college basketball will actually be the champion. Yeah, I was trying to think of like you know the amount. Usually, there's two one seeds in there, a two and a four or whatever. Yep. So, and I was trying to think of uh, the the amount of times I think like even the Zags were the overall one or whatever right. in there, and there you know it was quite often it's the first one seed that's bounced. Um, yeah. So last year, I, th- I think ultimately they made Duke the overall number one, but you know, n- neither them nor Gonzaga, who were the, I actually thought Virginia was the best team. Uh, going in last mm-hmm. year, but they, of course, got very lucky to win. In, in any case, um, I think it's really unlikely. But but let me ask you. So my order would be uh, in NBA, uh, then college football. Even though okay. it's a one game, there's only that many teams that can right. really win college football. And then they boil it down just to a four-team playoff. I mean, that's pretty close to me to, to NBA. That's my number two. Number three would be um, probably NFL then probably NHL, then Major League Baseball, then... Um, okay. But NHL, it's hard for me to even rank it fourth because there was that year where the seven seed played an eight seed in the finals. But yeah. in any case, my follow-up question to that then is, if you take those same six, I'm not asking your favorite sport, yep. but which has a system to decide the champion that you like the best? Uh, it's going to be, I'm trying to remember now because I know some have gone, like, I think hockey goes with a reseed after, after the first round or whatever. I think it's still, I think it's the highest plays, whatever the lowest seed is. Um, I believe regardless of there's some sort of reseeding. And so I'm not quite sure, um, that from pure fandom without a doubt, it's the NCAA basketball structure right. that I enjoy that I enjoy the most. Which which we you could argue have just said we find to be the fifth or sixth without a doubt. Le- least accurate. Yeah. So yeah. the fifth or the most unfair. Yeah. You could say, but also the most fun. Yeah. Well, I also don't like. There's not a ton of joy unless it's my team. You know that that is the the best of just watching the best team, you know, each time just blow blow right through the playoff, you right. know, and end up being champs. Like, we like uncertainty. Yeah, we, some, we like yeah. We, we don't like for the events to be decided ahead of time. It's one reason there are probably several other reasons, but one reason that squash I think could never be a super <laughs> successful spectator sport is, is that a better person wins every time. I can't time, think or? of a sport. I'm sure there are one, maybe fencing, maybe a couple others where it is more likely that the better player is going to win than mm-hmm. in squash. But, uh, y- you know, it's it's certainly really high up there. I mean, tennis is is high. Golf is, of course, very low. And yeah. I think we like uh, – golf is maybe in some ways a better spectator sport because, you know, I think if you said – who uh, golf would probably be at the bottom of that list, right? If you mm-hmm. just said one major championship – the odds that the very best player in there wins certainly as well. without like Tiger being a, a regular factor that was probably the right. least variance. But but even Tiger even when winning. even when Tiger was unquestionably for over a decade the best player in the world, he was in he was winning at an incredible rate. Yeah, and he was still winning less than half of the majors. Yeah, you know so of co- so of course we know that the best player wasn't winning that often. And now where you have like Brooks Kepka or for years, Rory McIlroy, whoever's the best player. It's definitely the case that um, we, we know that the best player's not winning all the time in golf, and yeah. you, you like it. I, I don't know what the right, like, um, I don't know what the right amount of uncertainty 
is that I want in there. I don't want it, you know, the type of thing where like, well, clearly the best team never wins. I don't want that. Um, But it feels like if the best team wins half the time to 60, you know, half the time to 70% of the time or half the time to 60% of the time, that's a, I think kind of where, kind of where I sort of want it, you know, like, and I, and I don't know what the number would be exactly for the NCAA, the amount of times the first overall I would guess won. somewhere in the 20%. Range. Okay. That maybe, maybe that's a, a little much, but it's still the structure of a tournament that I, that I love. I mean, it's so pretty. The bracket is pretty. Yeah. Scratching names off and moving names on everything about the, just the, even the mechanism of it just seems like damn near damn near perfect and it would be more fair but just feel less clean if you took the top 16 teams or the top eight teams Mm -hmm. and the ones in the two seeds and said you just start in the elite eight everybody else is going to play their way in we're going to do a 72 team bracket instead of 64 they're going to work their way to a their own final eight they'll meet up with you right that might be more fair maybe in terms of it, it fair isn't itself perhaps an unfair word because what we're trying to do is come up with uh a system that most likely takes the best team and and makes them win i don't know that that's necessarily fair i'm just saying you could you could certainly see the argument that that would be fair that you would want a championship format that is most likely to come up with with that but but it's definitely not we definitely don't want that Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in, in American sports, you don't have things like in in the soccer leagues over in, in Europe, which themselves, I think, are, you know, going back to this fair concept, the, the most fair way to possibly do it, which is they play a 38-game season. They have 20 teams. Every team plays every team twice, once at home, once on the road, and you just add up all the points, and there's no playoffs, and that's your champ. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And <laughs> the – like, this year – like it's already evident that Liverpool's going to win and we just got to go through the motions for months. So clearly that's not the best way to do no. it in terms of fan engagement and fan enjoyment. But I, I sometimes do wonder about NCAA basketball and I I'm biased cause I have friends that are coaches and I grew up with my dad having friends that are coaches and it's, it is a little crazy that you, you live in a world where you're judged so much on one series of you know between right. one and six games at the end of the year and it they basically kind of throw out the rest of the thing and and i do think the ncaa tournament kind of hurts the value of the regular season of college basketball um even though i, I don't love that argument in football I, i'd rather go to an 18 football playoff but there's great stakes and also i think kind of we want a little mystery we want a little suspense from our sports right we don't want it over before before it started you know we yep. like every year go in looking for looking for a 16 you know looking for a 16 to hop over a one or 15s over two. because right. we want the story we want like the loyola ramblers and sister Jean, and we want like we want the tales we want shaka you know shaka smart and and tcu or, or no vcu yeah. right we, we we want that story of st joe's and uh whoever it was yeah, loyola, or whatever uh, loyola sister Jean. yeah but yeah i i look i i think it, I just think I find it interesting that that's really is true. Like we don't want the most fair. We mm-hmm. don't want we don't want to be told the best winner. I find it frustrating. I don't like it. I I know you'll agree, but or I know your brother uh, Troy would certainly agree. Um, I do. It does drive me a little crazy that then we pretend afterwards that the best team won. Right. And so like we say, <laughs> yeah. like we say that that Patriots team can't be considered one of the great teams because they didn't win the Super Bowl. 
but they were 18 and one. And yeah. we all know, we all know they're one of the best <laughs> teams that ever played football, but like not on that last day. So they take that punishment. I think that's, a, that's, I, I do find that unfair. <laughs> I find that one in particular galling. Yes. Uh, all right, Rush, here's the situation. You are hired at a mega entertainment production company. Good. They do, they do everything. All right. You walk into a meeting and uh, it's in a frenetic storm of information. And this guy says, Rush, holy crap, man. We got a ton of stuff dumped on us today. We got titles with no content. We got content with no titles. We got ideas with no content or titles. Buckle up, buddy. We're going to need you today. Okay. Cool. So you you might be approached with any of these kind of scenarios where where you might have to put a title to something that like that they lay out where they already have the content or they just like they, they're going to do it the other way around with you or whatever. It'll become clear as we go right okay i think so first thing he, he hits you with he throws at your rushes it was we got this tv sitcom they got the pilot but no title all right okay it takes place in a small bakery in michigan's upper peninsula it's a big family they all work at the bakery but the oldest wants to leave and go to california to be a director we need a title oh gosh okay um let's call it the breadwinners oh yeah <laughs> that's that's the perfect answer. All right, good. <laughs> Holy shit. Nice. I don't know if that really ties in that director part, but... Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. All right, Rush. Uh, we got a title on this one, but we got we got zero content. Okay. We know it's a movie, but nothing else. We need just like a three or four line plot to start the boys in the writing room off, and it's called Kiss Your Class Goodbye. Ah, okay. Uh, so that is going to be a uh, romantic uh, comedy uh, for like you know, high schoolers basically. So, uh, we're going to have, um, it's a, a young, uh, it's a young teacher who, uh, is only 23 years old, just out of college. And, uh, he starts teaching, uh, high school only to have his, uh, mom marry this rich, fancy dude who, uh, whose daughter is in the high school that he has to teach. And for God knows uh. why he can't recuse himself. And, uh, so he has to deal with this like stuck up spoiled student, uh, who, uh, but over the course of the, the show, uh, he teaches her how to learn ah, and she nice. teaches him, uh, how to, how to take himself less seriously. All right. Kiss yeah. your class. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, Rush. Uh, we need uh, a title for a... It wasn't a romantic comedy, by the way. <laughs> okay, pull that back out. We started with it, but then now I don't want him to be the stepkids dating. <laughs> oh, God. They did that with Clueless Well, already. it's romantic comedy on the parents, on the parents yeah, level, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we need a title for this, Rush. It's a Twilight-type young adult book. Good. Uh, the Mummy is one of the only unused monsters in romance today. Um, so this is a high school sophomore girl falls for a uh, falls in love with a mummy. So they come out as a couple at the high school dance, but then the mummy comes out as a girl at the high school dance, and then they both have to come out as lesbian after okay. that. So uh, we we just need a, we need a title for that one. Gender unraveled. Oh, hot diggity dog, buddy! You're saving our butts from the <laughs> from the fire today. Okay, pulling our bacon right out of the toaster. Um, and uh, the last two rush. Okay, actually come to us from listener Jacob Matthews. Excellent. Who had a separate scenario that was about podcasts where you were given a theme 
and you have to come up with with the title. So I'll I'll take you through it. So um, I'll give you a couple podcast themes, but um, right now we have no show and no title. You have unlimited budget and pull with being able to get talent or anything else you need. So the world is an absolute open carpet for you. Um, The first podcast is about naps. Okay. Podcast about naps. I have to tell you that on a t- weekly basis, kind of what's it, you know, what's it do, um, and a title and a title for for the podcast. Okay, but if you want to, like, hey, you could, you know, like wake a celebrity up from a nap and then have them tell you what they were dreaming about. You you have access to any and all things. That's that where you- I was going. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's where I that's where I was at. Was that we. Uh, you have it's a little like drunk history. It's okay. a little bit of a steal from that. But you get a celebrity. You not you make them take a nap. You hit them in the middle of like off of the REM cycle, and they got to get in right away and start telling you uh, exactly what they were dreaming about uh, in in those moments. And so you get a, a little bit of psychoanalysis, and then um, you know you, you get some comedians on there so they can make it fun for um, me as well. What do you want to call it? Uh, let's call it, um, uh, you snooze, you lose. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And, uh, and the second, uh, the second podcast do the same thing for us, what you would do in a, on a regular episode and what do you end up wanting to call it? It's all about breakfast cereal. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) all right. So I think, uh, what we do there is we get. Um, we get somebody, you know, kind of funny, not that well known, and he invites uh, different friends of his or hers. So it could be a guy or girl. Okay. And they invite uh, friends of theirs uh, to come over and uh, have breakfast, uh, just an eat a bowl of cereal and otherwise just kind of talk and catch up. (laughs) Uh, And... (laughs) Then, but then the other no. So I'm gonna okay. change it entirely. Good. So it's uh, it's it's uh, a person who's not that well known and has some funny friends, and who is into uh, like Encyclopedia Brown or other kind of short mysteries. Okay. And they have somebody over, <laughs> oh, and you have a bowl gotcha. of cereal. Gotcha. And you have one hour uh for and it, he he or she kind of runs the game and you have like two people come on and they have to solve this little mystery that he's created and we call it Captain Hunch. <laughs> Over and but they only have they only have until the breakfast cereal's gone. He has to eat a whole box. He's got to eat a whole box of Captain Crunch. And so like he doesn't love having to do that, so he's getting tortured a little bit, but they are too cuz they have to solve his like riddle and then also they're asking for hints while he's in the middle of eating. Uh, at different times. You're the best in the mega entertainment, all all entertainment uh, business, my friend. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, TJ, uh, I'm going to do kind of a similar one. Okay. Uh, I mean, kind of, you know, but it's on titles, I guess. And this comes from something I do in my, my sports fantasy league that I mentioned a few times, which is every now and then, like every five or six years, um, we come up with a bunch of nicknames that don't exist. And then say which athlete would best fit those nicknames. Oh, okay. And, and sometimes it leads to us calling somebody that for ten more years. <laughs> so, like one of my favorite ones was we we had the greenhouse effect, okay. and somebody said Bruce Pearl, the kind of like a little bit overweight, like pretty sweaty coach for at the time it was Tennessee, now Auburn. And I was I always think of him as the greenhouse effect now. Great. So what I'm going to do here's the situation: you uh, are given uh, eight 
well, it doesn't matter how many, but we'll do <laughs> several of them. But you're going to be given some nicknames that aren't the nickname of anyone, actually. Okay. And I want you to uh, apply that nickname to uh, an actual celebrity. It can be an athlete, can be okay. an actor, can be uh, a known figure for any other reason. But you're going to have to come up with a person that, off the top of your head, best fits uh, <laughs> this uh, this nickname. So the first one uh, that we're going to go with is Double Jeopardy. <laughs> Double Jeopardy. Um, Charlie Sheen. All right. Why? Why is that? It feels right. I can tell you that I don't know right that. off the bat. I might not have great reasons yeah, for all these, but that just right. feels like that that one Jeopardy don't, don't yeah. fully suffice. It does feel like he's been given chances, you know, yeah. and they were, you know, we're not allowed to try him in the court of public opinion again mm. or something. I don't know. I like Double Jeopardy is Charlie Sheen. I might start using it. Uh, the next one is the ham tickler. <laughs> uh, Mario Batali. <laughs> okay, that feels right. I don't. It feels right. Uh, next one I've got is submarine Sammy. Oh, submarine Sammy. Submarine Sammy. Um. Hmm. Okay, this one's giving me some pause. Submarine Sammy. I'm trying to think what angle like. Is there the angle of submarine sandwich? Is there someone that goes that goes low, known for being like dirty, underdealing as far as like submarine going under? Yep. Or someone actually like named named Sammy, <laughs> someone named Sam, or um, um, I'm just gonna throw it on um uh, Sam Elliott, and we'll we'll yeah. just because it's Sam, you yep. know? Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't. It's not that many famous Sams. No, it was a Sam Shepard, Sam Elliott. Sam, oh, probably some some Samanthas. Maybe I could put it on a Samantha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it seems like it's a dirty nickname of, of that. Mm, yeah, it, submarine. Know, like, it could mean could be a lot of different yeah. uh, stuff. I maybe there's like a high ranking military guy. Yeah, who could be submarine Sammy, yeah. uh, or you just disregard. You know, like these. Oh, it's submarine Sammy because it's alliterative. But uh, it's Chester Nimitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, next one I've got is the fat pastor. Oh, who is the fat pastor? <laughs> um, Jerry Falwell. Okay, that's good. I mean, it's, it's just pretty on, down right? the middle, it's but on. it's good. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, you go with just one of those like great extras, one of those guys that's always in like Goodfellas type stuff. Just like the bigger like Italian guy, and and then just like the pastors kind of like. No, that's more about kind of how he how he interacts. He's not an actual pastor, right? But that's. It's as he eats so much pasteurized some Could cheese. Be. It's so oh you know. the fat pasture. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, next up, we got Abraham Lincoln logs. Abe <laughs> uh, Abraham Lincoln logs. Oh, it's that uh, you know uh, Nom from uh, this old house. Okay, yeah. He was the side guy and then had the show for a little while. I'll do Abraham Lincoln logs for him. He had a beard. Had a beard, worked with wood. Nice. Nom. And last one I'll give you is Mr. Obvious Blovious. <laughs> uh, Not even really sure what those words mean. I don't either. In, in and order, I don't know but... why I'm saying this, but Billy Bush. <laughs> okay. Mr. Obvious Blovious. <laughs> there he is. Billy Bush. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea with why that why that one came but uh, that's there's just always a we do that you like at least one is going to stick with it i think i'm going to call charlie sheen double jeopardy, double jeopardy. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Rush. I have uh, one more pre-top here for you. That uh, Great. Oh, here it is. Here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to give you some new job titles and your first assignment, and you tell me what exactly you'd like to do with it. Cool? Okay. Great. So um, your title is Commissioner of Sports Fields, and I want you to make one playing area larger, smaller, or standardized. I think I, w- I do want to change the NBA court where the to give a little bit more room on the width of the court. Okay. Uh, so that the three point line is not uh, all the way up against it, and we can and we can elongate the corner three, which I think has uh, become too easy a shot. Great for these guys. Here's a here's a long boomerang back at you, dude. Uh, you are the Duke of Ben and Jerry's new flavor department. Ooh, okay. We want one new flavor out of you. Uh, I, th- I want one, um, called, huh, I, I don't know what the, it's very hard to pun, but you know, my favorite candy bar is the whatchamacallit. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I would, I have always wanted there to be a whatchamacallit, uh, uh type ice cream. So, uh, maybe it would be called like ice cream. <laughs> Right, right. That's and because exactly then you're like, you call it. it's the exact opposite. It's, it's, it's exactly it like, what you would call it, like Mike. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got his name. We just call it Mike. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, or maybe yeah. it'd have to be like the Hoosie what's it's filled with whatchamacallits, yes. you know, or something like that. Um, great. And is it just chunks of chunks of whatchamacallit? In no, vanilla, it's or? like a way to kind of recreate all of those flavor profiles. So okay. The, I, you know, I don't really know what's in a whatchamacallit. I don't either. I think we talked about this one time. It seems vaguely like peanut buttery, I know. caramely well, There's to definitely me. some, like, like, caramel. There's, yeah. like, the, the crispiness to it. Ah, I just love a whatchamacallit. All right, Rush, here's your next job title. Yep. You are the Secretary of Gaps in Education, and I need an area of study from you as part of a standardized curriculum. So we've got to add something to the curriculum. Bad yep. person to ask about that since I... Don't have anyone in in school, but it can also be like I've heard people say, like you know what they should have is just like a domestic domestic economics. Here's how you stick to a budget for your like for grocery shopping, you know, um, your utilities, and here's what a mortgage means. Like an adulting class, yeah, yeah, seniors, yeah, like an like everyday economics or what have you. So it it doesn't have to be like a large, you know, like hey, you need to teach more physics. It can also be just like a skill taught or something that you you know feel like people would benefit from. I I definitely, when we were in school, I'm a little younger than you, but we probably had somewhat similar experience. Mm -hmm. I felt that. Uh, we could have benefited from more computer training oh, yeah. and learning, but I'm pretty sure that that's like over the top at this point. Um, you know, it's funny because most of the work that I do, I've done some like charitable work, you know, for for some organizations that are very focused on organiza- uh, education within uh, Chicago in particular. And I I keep seeing developments that are less about um, the standardized subject areas and, and much more about allowing people to kind of learn at their own pace with, with, uh, you know, different ways that, it, that affect people that learn in different, in different ways, whether you are a visual processor, gotcha. kinesthetic processor, uh, you, you know, uh, auditory processor, whatever it might be. So, um, I guess I, I 
I, I'm like reticent to. I'm just throwing my own <laughs> uh, my own personal views on this. Like I'm reticent to like uh, roll out everybody and make them uh, make them do something that I think is like a good. What if it was a learn how to learn class? And you and you figure out whether you're an auditory auditory processor, visual processor, or how you best take in information, and it's just a general benefit for all your studies or something. I think like that, that would be a good idea. Uh, and and rather than call it like a learn how to learn, it would be more like a diagnostic for for the children to give them, um, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade, something like that, mm-hmm. a, a chance to do a semester where you mix it up and, and learn in all sorts of different ways and just kind of use that as something to help uh, the school figure out the best lesson plans for Very those cool. kids going forward. All right, Rush, you are the Koenig of Nobel, of Nobel categories. Okay. And we need a new Nobel category that's not being recognized. And if you need a reminder right now, it's peace, literature, physics, chemistry, medicine, econ. We can get rid of the econ one, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, then we'll replace. Well, yeah. let's, let's no, no. Uh, let's replace okay. econ. I get to add one, and I want the Nobel Prize in manufacturing. Okay, perfect. I want. Uh, so it could also be called the Nobel Prize in innovative design. Okay. So I want I want something uh, that is new and that is deemed by the Nobel Committee the most positive advancement for society in terms of a new innovation, whether that be uh, in in one of those uh, other fields, I guess it shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be in like medicine or whatever. Right. But it, it should be in the in the sense of an actual like product. That's like when they together. came up with the mouse. Yeah. Something like that or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rush, uh, this last job, hey, it's it's not a pleasant job, man, but someone's got to do it. Okay. You are the executioner of names. Oh, okay. And you have to remove one boy's name and one girl's name from being allowed to be used on any babies for the next <laughs> 20 years. Okay. Gone. Uh, uh, so I want to preface this by saying I, I like this name a lot, but it's it's just, it's gone out of control, and mm-hmm. that's Jordan. Jordan. So Jordan was a great name. You want to use it for both, or do you want to? Well, no, I get to use it for one or the other, and then I get to pick. But Jordan's a great name that I believe is now the number one boy's name, and has been for a little while. Okay, I think that's right. It maybe I'm wrong about that, but like I always thought it was a a really cool name. And then Michael Jordan, I think, led to uh, certainly was the I think was the number one name in Chicago, like starting starting in the uh, yeah. So we've we've got we still are going to have forty more years of uh, of Jordan. So I think again, great name. Uh, I've always liked it. it for For a while, that was my name that I had picked out. So that's why I'm angry okay, about it. Gotcha. Is I Jordan was would would have been the name, but that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. If I had a son, I would have I would have um, pushed for that. Uh, but now I just I'm just like, oh yeah, everybody is named is named Jordan. Uh, and then I got to terminate uh, either a male or female name because I can use Jordan yeah. either Very way. Nice. Left yourself a wide open playing field. Nicely done. That's yeah. why you're the executioner of names. That's right. I can take it, take out two with one <laughs> shot. Um, th- for uh, for men or women, um, I let me think. I don't. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of Richard. Which is my okay. name? <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Uh, is that so you rise to the rise higher on the Richard ranks over the next maybe. couple of decades? Could be. Oh, very, be. very. Clever. I think though. Look, I mean, so my name is Rush. That's what I. Yep. 
that's how I view all it. All I've ever known you. I, I don't think of myself as Richard. My dad is Richard. Uh, I think that Richard is a is a name that is not standing the test of time mm-hmm. because for one thing, there's no real good. I mean, Ricky is okay. It's okay, but it's not great. And then, like, Little Richard is unusable, obviously. And then Dick and all formations of Mm -hmm. Dick, of course, have been... What about just Rick? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big... If if I had to go by Rick, um, I guess... I I would prefer that to Ricky, actually. Okay. But I I, I I know Rich or Richie. Rick is okay. Rick's the best of the... Rich is terrible. Richie is terrible. Yeah. I yeah, Dick's rough. Dick is terrible, obviously. I mean, Rich. Anyone use the second half and just call people chard? <laughs> I don't think so. No one does that. Chard or hard so. or just ard. I just feel like look. I just feel like it's an antiquated name. That's all I'm going to say about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just think you know we, it goes back to these various like English kings, right? And we know you've been dying to be a George forever. Yeah, well, yeah. I would, uh, George is a stronger name. Way back listeners would know that you yeah. know it's not it goes, just n- the names of monarchs yep. that you that you disagree with because you'd hop onto George in a second. So anybody named uh, Richard Jordan's in huge trouble, <laughs> or Jordan Richards. Those sound like real names. That'll by the, the way, I think yeah. I think there's like a celebrity those with both of those the, names. The unknown, the unknown man or woman from here on out. Uh okay. So TJ, yeah, buddy. Uh here's here's the situation. Good. And this one comes from uh, your mother. Maureen Jagodowski wrote in. And I've I've altered it a little bit. Okay. But I think I've kept the core of it. Okay. You win a contest. Is this just some question like, all right, here's the situation. Something happened uh, on on August the 13th, 1987, where the car ended up getting damaged. What was it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not like that at all. Okay. It's not like that at all. Don't worry. So, TJ, here's the situation. All right, buddy. Um, you have to say on a scale of 1 to 100, about how many times did you do these things as a youth? <laughs> no, really? Sneak out. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Just make it up because that, that seemed like your nightmare. <laughs> no, she didn't ask that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, here's the situation. Yes, mom. You win a contest to have a Broadway musical about your life. I bet your mom would like to see oh, that. Oh, boy. Uh, whether you want it or not, I added that because I would think you would you would, would choose not please to have the contest down uh, winner. And she said it can be a drama or a comedy. And then she gave a couple options, but I'm going to take the one I liked best, which okay. is I want you to name five of the songs oh, boy. that cover important parts of the show, important okay. parts of your life. What are five song names that go into this biography musical of T.J. Jagodowski? Not to be confused with B.J. <laughs> Bragadowski <laughs> insult comic. Um without a doubt, one of one of the songs, and it would be, I think it would be a a, a comedy. Yeah, I think it would be a comedy. Um so uh one of those one of those things for, for comedic for comedic value, we'll call the baseball song third base. Okay. Um and uh, I was moved from center field to third base for summer ball, but there would definitely be a baseball a baseball song in there. And center field, people are gonna be like, "Hey, there's already a song called Center Field." Yeah. So, or maybe uh, maybe like batting fifth or something like that. Uh, but I think third base allows for some some. Uh, you know what? We would the song would go against convention and have no sexual entendre in it. Okay. It would be some other things about third base. Maybe um, the. Uh, 
the hip hop uh, duo of the late '80s, early '90s, okay. third base. Whatever it is, I with, could it could it be that if you really looked hard and you took like the first letter of every third word, it's just filthy. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you, can, you know. So you really in. you really work hard to just put in a little Easter egg. Yeah. In there. Okay, um, so third base I was uh, a, to commemorate your baseball fandom and playing. I was an overly anxious but uh, but highly achieving student when I was was when I was young. Okay. Um. So we're gonna have one. Well, this feels like a comedic setup. There'll be a spelling bee setup for one song called um, "Spell Anxiety." Okay. Right. Um so that'll that'll be that'll be one of uh one of one of the two That's actually that could be some good bits. Yeah. It's a, you just each one of your it's like each each one is uh, an increasingly difficult synonym for anxiety yeah. or uh, concern or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um uh we'll we'll have one song is going to be set on the um on the the day of Christmas Eve into Christmas. So it'll be okay. 24 it'll be called 24 hours from Polish to Irish. Um, cause Christmas Eve was always at my bocce and jajus and it was like kind of more fish and, uh, and stuff. And then by the next night we were at my Nana and Papa's, Nana and Papa's house. Um, and, uh, you know, Christmas morning in between, but 24 hours from Polish to Irish. Could we call it like sausage to cabbage or something? <laughs> yeah, we could call it. What was, we were like imitation crab sticks. Oh, per, oh, pierogi. We definitely had pierogi. We had, um, Kind of like a uh, bar, a bitter barley soup, a sour barley soup with mushroom. But yeah, uh, what did pierogies to pork chops? We'll call yeah, it. yeah. There pierogies we go. to pork. There chops. we go. We probably it was more of it was more of a turkey on Christmas, but pierogies right. to pork chops. It's gotta be it's it gonna be catchy though. Gets it done. Um, then certainly improvisation in Chicago will will have to be covered. Um, we'll call that song. Um, um, I I I didn't know. Okay. So I think that'll be apropos of of uh you know um not having uh not having a script and stuff. It could be a parody of uh, uh Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh stunned just to find out Shaggy the other day Shaggy. Uh the, I think there was a, a live live version of the the um Little Mermaid or whatever. Shaggy zero accent. Oh really? Zero zero accent at all just adds it for the songs absolutely there's no yes wow. um and then I think stunned to, to learn that i know it wasn't me by shaggy how about that <laughs> um i would because it's a comedy we would tread lightly i think we would deal with my younger brother's suicide but we wouldn't have a song about it um right. about but it will it will be dealt with i think the last song uh, we'll make it about Beth, and it will. Yeah, comedy's in with the marriage. The song will be kind of a play off of Kisses Beth, like Beth, I hear you come. Oh, right, sure. yeah. yeah. So it'll kind of play off that, where it'll it'll weave in and out of that familiar that familiar yep. verse, but it'll it'll detail my relationship with uh, with my now wife. That song from Kiss, part of the underrated role models, pretty pretty sneaky, decent comedy. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Good. And that's one of the, I think the only song that Peter Chris Peter Chris might have sung. Um, nope. No, nope, you're wrong cat, about that. DJ. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's a really good question, Mo. Yeah, it was a great one. Do you know how if you were you don't have to do it, but if you were to do it, would you pick like kind of um, chronological segments of your life or just really important moments? Is that, is that I'm sure, I, you know, and these were on the spot. Given more time to think, I would you know I would have I more. Think, I think I already like where you're at. Yeah. I mean, um, no, I I think look the way I my head works for sure chronological, right? Okay, like that would just be childhood, the, high school, college. Yeah, year, I know, feel okay. like you know. 
I mean, if it worked for Hamilton, yeah, you know, that, that thing was great. <laughs> he really set the template for how to go about go about your musical. I mean, look, that was as innovative as you can get, and still followed that that yeah. path. So, uh, I'm I'm going straight down the timeline. All right, buddy. Here, back to the top. Okay. Okay. Here's the situation, Rush. You have an empty pool. You yes. can fill it with water, right. and you'll have a regular pool for as long as a quality pool lasts. Okay. Or you can fill it the very first time, and only the first time, with something other than water. And once it's empty, it's empty forever. Here's the here's the caveat, though. You cannot fill it with cash or gold or anything that is designed for sale or wealth. Um, whatever you fill it with has to be designed for personal use. Okay. Cool. So what do you fill your pool with? Yeah. Well, it's a tough one because, uh, I mean, is it going to stay clean? You know, like if I, I was thinking like you, you, I would say you can fill it if you wanted to like just fill it with steaks or whatever. Yeah. You can keep them cool or frozen in your pool for a very, very long, for a very long time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, if it, you know, you could fill it with TVs, but again, you can only use them for personal use. Don't, you couldn't sell them or, that. you know, so or anything like that. Here were a couple that came to mind. Okay. Uh, cement, just get rid of this problem. <laughs> I don't know this problem. Um, another one I thought about was, uh, socks. Oh, okay. So yep. I just fill it yep. with pairs of socks, yep. and then I get a brand new pair of socks basically every day for the rest of my life. Yep. Which Pretty is, excited is about that. It's a dream of yours, It right? is. Yep. Uh, another one I thought about was just fresh new t-shirts. Ah. You can see the things that I really, <laughs> they you know give me surprising amount of happiness to go in there and just pluck a, pluck another t-shirt out of there. So those those came out to mind. to the pool and grab a t-shirt. That'd yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that this is like covered and it's yep, clean. You can and, you can keep those, yeah. And everything will be, yep. you know, just nice in there. Yeah, if it was like strawberries or you know, or like <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you can keep them like forever out there, but well, maybe I wasn't going to do like scenario, could, so. I, I like to drink um, like Jose Cuervo Reserva sure. de la Familia. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't I, th- I don't know if we talked about that. I virtually never drink at my house. Yep. Or, or or by myself. I think that's on in the scenario where you had been fired during the day. Yes. I think that that's is right. what we you, talked about. you said you would have. So like a whole pool of it would be nice mm-hmm. because it's way too. Ex- it's gotten uh, probably because of the success of that this podcast. <laughs> it's become ex- extremely expensive. It was already expensive. It was like ninety nine dollars a bottle, and that's like two hundred and thirty dollars oh, a bottle. It's very frustrating. So now I'm kind of priced. I don't really buy it anymore, but I do like it. Um, or, or I still buy it, but I just, I very rarely, uh, indulge, okay. you know, but to have a whole pool of it would be great, but yeah. that's just disgusting. Yeah. So I'm never going to, it can't be a liquid and it can't be anything I'm going to eat. Yeah. You know, as much as I would love to put like a lot of euros I down hear, there. Right. Euro meat, by the way, like, uh, mostly combo of beef and lamb. Oh, and it those, is. Okay. Uh, in the, in the donor, donor, gab- donor kebabs yeah. that are uh, spinning around. Um, so then, you know, I was just trying to think. Of what are things that I I use a lot of, yep. right? You know, it's like keep toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather have a pool though. Than I don't know, dude. You use so much toilet <laughs> yeah, well, paper, right? But you know, oh. I, I what is this? ludicrous amount of toilet what is this paper. Uh, <laughs> tush uh, thrush thrush bowel <laughs> showing up? Uh, give me a hard time about my toilet paper use. Um, and I can't think of. I mean, there probably is something that I'm just not thinking about, but a uh, relatively high cost, relatively small, repeated use consumable. 
No, I don't need. Mm. I, God, I don't need a whole pool full of bal- batteries. <laughs> I mean, I need like one one thousandth of the pool will get me through my whole life. Um, razors? No, I, I use electric razor. Oh, okay. Um, aspirin. No. <laughs> Again, if I mean, if I need that much aspirin over the course of my life, paint, paint can be expensive. It's a pool full of paint. No, not going to do that. Mm. Uh, we have yet to see the only one that's even close <laughs> so far for me is socks versus water. Yeah. And frankly, and toilet paper. Fr- nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And the only reason that socks is is kind of close is that I'm kind of not digging having to have the pool. Yeah. You know, because a pool's a lot for me to keep up with. You know, or upkeep, and I don't know how often I want to have like a pool party. I don't. I, I mean, we live in Chicago. Yeah, I don't need I a know. pool. It's like four it's weeks a, where you can really use one. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible, <laughs> a terrible idea. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, probably your toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I thought of was like just randomly selected used books, and then every time I want another book, I just go out to the pool. Look through, look through five or ten, and I bet you I'd find one that I wanted to read. Yeah, that's kind. Of, yeah, I guess that's or true. batteries. I really no. <laughs> not batteries. Uh, maybe if I could keep it cold and I could do Snickers ice cream bars. Oh, hot diggity! I now could we're probably, talking. I, I probably in my oh, lifetime. Fucking, uh, kudos or whatever you got. <laughs> well, you go no. through I invite my brother over, and then they're some, just gone. Some soft granola bars no, in there, or whatever. Yeah. No, I, see, but I don't love. It's not that I love granola bars the most. It's, just it's that, that I can, can just kind of eat them forever. Yeah. Um, cheese dip yeah but it's liquid it's gross but mm-hmm. yeah if I could have a it'll only be liquid for so long that would solidify after all <laughs> right yeah but I mean it would be nice to have a if you said uh, put it this way if you said you can have a pool mm-hmm. and we pay for the pool we build the pool we fill it with water you gotta do the upkeep of the pool yep. or you can have a little like uh, like a soap dispenser you know that you press uh-huh. down on the top and soap comes out of it right like yeah. uh uh, except it's uh, it's just always like brand new, hot and delicious uh, Jalisco's cheese dip Ooh. from my all time favorite restaurant, Jalisco's Mexican restaurant in Atlanta. I would a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm taking the cheese. What if dip you had to keep pump. it though in the bathroom next to the next to the to the on the sink? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, I obviously would prefer not to, but you know, there's going to be some mistakes. Okay. People. But the great thing is you're already in the bathroom, right? So when yeah. somebody comes in and tries to wash their hands with cheese yeah. dip, they're Just like, ah, yeah. oh, well, what are you going to do? There's yeah. soap right next to it. <laughs> Whoa. Except I've replaced that soap with, with a sock dispenser. So. And, and feel free to wipe off with all that toilet paper because I have I have a swimming pool full of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all so, right. Yeah, that is. I, think, that's I it. think that's it. So thank you very much to... TJ's mother for sending in a great suggestion. Thanks, mom. That was really good. That was really good. Um, and hey, we wouldn't have used it if it wasn't. You know, we, that's right. We wouldn't have just thrown a, thrown you a, a gimme on that one. We wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't. I've had some good friends send oh, some suggestions that I have not used. Just absolutely, even pretty good ones. But we don't have. I mean, I will say, keep sending them in. Love getting them. Yep. But we have a lot of them, so it's it's not really possible. Uh, and I don't think we're going to hit that 250 likes for a whole episode, oh. a whole episode of uh, of uh, user submitted uh, questions. But hey, you know, maybe like 28, 23, <laughs> we'll get to 250 five star ratings. And and one of our update shows, I'll tell you what my mom's five songs are. I I, I know she'll call me and let and let me know. 
All right. Uh, Nate DeFort does our producing. Julie Nichols did our music. Emily Cardamus did our artwork. If you want to write us one, and you don't have to be my mom for us to use one, um, you can write us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Rush? Nothing for me. All righty. Talk to you next time. <laughs>